Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> You're all giggles. Like now that Zoom has this little warning at the beginning that we're recording, you get all giggly like you've never heard that before. I'm stifling my laughter because, well, not because she was like, this is not recording, but because you were like, don't laugh when that bitch starts talking. Hey, it was funny. It's I was like, funny. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes. Now I'm, I have consented to this being recorded. Awesome. I hope everyone is consenting to listen. And uh, speaking of consenting, let's consent them an ad real quick. Talk about our, our sponsor this week, uh, Grill Your Ass Off. Still loving them, by the way. I know. Me too. If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, then you know that we're, John and I are basically obsessed with the spice company. Um, they're veteran owned. They make these spice mixes that you can like use as seasoning or you can use as dry rubs. We use them when we smoke meats. Um, and they're so good. They're like really cool combinations of flavors. There's like a sweet habanero one. There's like a smoked sea salt they make that I love. Like really, really good stuff. Taco seasoning, fajita seasoning. Your boy can cook, by the way. And I made breakfast for my daughters two days ago, and I used some of the spices on the eggs and the uh, hash browns. It was a good Southern breakfast Ooh. and uh, very tasty. So huge props off to grill your ass off. And you get 15% off by using our code. What is it, Nikki? Give it up. Yes, 15. There you go. Ass 15. <laughs> you know, we get a lot of grief for cursing on this podcast. I feel I feel bad that our... <laughs> Our lead sponsor sounds like we are, but they, we, I swear to you, they have a donkey for the logo. So that's right. That's right. Is ass a curse word considered to be? I don't know. Depends on who you ask. I mean, depends, depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> Let me well, ask you a question. Okay. But um, no, highly recommend. Please check them out. Um, and uh, they also have like a bunch of other things. They have like jerky. Um, they have really funny merch, like funny gear barbecue aprons t-shirts things like that and um yeah again veteran owned really awesome company really great to work with highly recommend please check highly recommend yeah all right let's talk about your weekend you were a bridesmaid i was a very large bridesmaid oh no you look great you are you are very large you look great did you see um matt trolling my instagram post no what did you say (laughs) well because like people are very kind and i like posted a picture of the two of us from the wedding and people are like, oh, you look really nice or like you're glowing or whatever. And I just noticed this afternoon that Matt like went in and trolled everyone on my post and was like, thank you. I felt great. Jeez. Oh, thanks. That's so nice of you. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought you looked great. I like the thank images. You. Were you uh, were you sad? You missed all the CrossFit festivities over the weekend? I was. <laughs> it was a bummer. It was a bummer to not be able to like sit. Well, all my friends were sitting and watching. I even had um, m- my best friend Whitney come over to the house at one point over the weekend to like let the dogs out. And she was like, I'm just going to chill here and watch Granite Games for a while so that I don't have to put Griff back in his crate. And I was like, oh. Oh, well, fine. I had a long weekend on the couch in front of the TV. Dude, yeah. Barely left for three days. I woke up. Uh, I, I mean, I watched, you know, Friday and then Saturday rolls around. I'm like, all right, I'm, this is going to be an all day event for me. So I, I had not done Murph yet because we, you know, we're down at the Mac and I right. had to drive back on that Monday and I didn't have anywhere to make it up here in Cleveland or at least anywhere that I knew of. So I'm like, I'll do it on my own at home and I'll wait. And so I did it Saturday morning and I was wrecked the rest oh. of the day. So I was so glad I just got to sit on the couch and watch other people work out yep. while all I did was eat. I ate all day long. 
after that workout and just sat there and watched people do fitness. Ooh, did you eat anything good? Uh, no, I, well, yes and no food was fine, but I'm kind of in like meticulously tracking mode right now. This is such a CrossFit thing. So the games are coming up and I, I know I'm going to be taking pictures. So I want to look good. So I'm tracking food right now Okay. and it is hard, hard to eat well and track, like to eat what you want and track. Like, yeah, you know, like I don't feel guilty about what I eat. I really don't. And I like, I try to live with good balance. I eat foods I like. But it really makes you think about your portion sizes. And it's like when you're starving after a workout and you got to sit there and do math in your head, it sucks. That's hard. But it was, you know, it was fine. I had plenty of snacks. It's tough to just like change your habit. Like that first couple of weeks when you're getting into it, if you haven't really been doing it, you're like, oh, okay, I really got to dial it in. I'm very nervous about that, like postpartum, because I've been just doing what ever for like seven or eight months and like i know that the hardest part it's not going to be like i don't it won't be hard to like eat good food and fuel my body but it's just the the lifestyle change of like oh don't demolish an entire bag of cheetos right now okay well what's weird about it you know after workout like murph because you also track your exercise so i had kind of i had gained a lot of you know calorie credits because of that yeah because of the you know the you know you spend almost an hour doing Murph you know if yeah. you're doing it with the, or at least I do when you do it in the best and uh so I you know I had more calories to take in that day than I normally would so I'm like all right I gotta eat more but now you're so famished it's still not enough <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's just it's a rough cycle it was a really really well, rough cycle but I survived so and you enjoyed yourself watching Granite Games I did it was great um oh, I got so many thoughts on the Granite Games first of all first thought I mean, because we didn't get to watch the Mac on TV. We were there, you know, so this is the fir- my first time watching a, a produced event probably since what would have been the last one, maybe the last year's online or yeah, games last year. Yeah. I mean, they were, yeah. When they were at the round of 30, you know, like I don't count the open announcements because it's two people working out. Yeah. Yeah. Know? yeah. No games then. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so it was uh, the production quality was great and it was fun to just be able to sit there and watch and like follow a schedule you know yeah um but i thought they did a great job like it you know everything you know you know my pet peeves everything ran on time yeah which, which is a big thing for me it, you know and they backed everything up because of the heat it was like stifling hot in minnesota they get like two hot days a year and they both happen to be on granite games and so it was like 120 degrees down on the field for these poor athletes so they backed everything up to like I want to say four thirty or five, so no one would die, which is very smart. But they did a good job of communicating that, and you know the live stream was updated, so you knew when it was starting, and and all that other jazz. So it was good. Oh, hold on, Nikki, you totally froze. I did. I lost you for a second, but I agree that backing things up for the athletes was a smart a smart way to do it. Um, even though it kind of like kind of jacks them up. And I, I thought to myself, when I first looked at the schedule for Friday, I was like, that sucks, especially for the East coast athletes who are going to have to work out at like 10 PM. But looking at the temperature, like is safer for everyone is so much better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, they all live through it. It was kind of fun to watch them under the lights. You know, I, I was getting a little nervous wondering, all right, you know, when the sun goes down, are they going, is the grass going to start to get wet or, you know, are they going to have any potential accidents, but none of that happened. It was fine. You know, they were all good. So, so in that aspect, I thought the, 
you know, the production aspect was good. Uh, online feed was good. They did a nice job updating Instagram. Um, it was a little weird. Like, you know, the, you had Tommy and Chase doing the commentary. And so it's weird having Tommy without Sean. It's like peanut butter without jelly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Chase is great. Yeah. You know, he's really, really great. So they were great together. It's just like you hear Tommy's voice and then you expect Sean and then you get totally. Chase. You're like, that's weird. You yeah, know? totally. I felt, then, I felt sad watching the Instagram because that's been my job at Granite for the last two years. Right. And I had like serious FOMO because we haven't had a stream in a little while. Um, or like, I think Flow Elite maybe did a stream, but there was like no commentary. Like I hadn't, we hadn't had this type of production in a minute. And so I like really fell into the Grand Games community over the last couple of years by ve- being like the face of the Instagram, quote unquote, over the weekend. Right. And so I was like seeing it being like, oh, I wish you could be me. <laughs> I bet. Oh, well, oh, I, uh, every, every time the sideline reporter would pull somebody over, I'd go like, oh, that should be Nikki. Oh, but Derek did a good job. Derek was great. He was, yeah. uh, he was really good. It was different. You know, it was different. Like, you know, just seeing different people on the sidelines, but I kind of liked the variety a little bit. Not that I don't love. No, you didn't. No, you know, I'm kidding. I did. I did. too. I did too. I really like our whole team. Truly, truly. We round, we round out events really well all together. Yeah. So from that aspect, it was good. And you still got a little flavor of, uh, of Sean in there, by the way, because they would run commercials and it would be him doing the voiceover. Oh yeah. (laughs) So that part would be weird. It's like all of a sudden there's Sean talking you're like, he's not there what's going on the but, voice of crossfit he should update his instagram bio to say that the voice of crossfit he he really should he's uh he's uh got the greatest voice in all of radio should opinion. i update mine to say fittest nose on earth i think you could <laughs> i think that would be good I, like I, told you, I told you about that right no i have i never told you but this was a long time ago sorry sidetrack and then we can talk about granite games this was years ago. And the reason why, um, why like Ling and, and Mike and Larry started calling me the fittest nose on earth because somebody, I mean, obviously because I, I have a huge nose, but somebody a million years ago on Instagram just had like this wicked grainy close up of a nose on the stream. And they, all they posted was at reporter Nicole or at Bill Grundler question mark. And I was like, I, I honestly don't know. And the hashtag was fit as nose on earth. And I was like, I honestly <laughs> don't know. And I laughed so hard because I thought it was hilarious. And this stranger ended up messaging me and took it down and was like, I'm sorry, I put that up. That was mean. And I was like, no, I want to be the fittest nose on earth. What are you talking about? We should make shirts. Be I great. mean, we should make, we should make um like eyeglass nose mustache things. Perfect. Yeah. You go. Perfect. Well, all in all, with the exception of not getting to see your lovely nose on the sideline, mm-hmm. it was great. Oh, good. It was really good production. Um, let's talk about the competition, too, huh? Yeah, well, I was going to yeah. say, let's talk, about, let's talk about the competition. It was yeah. crazy. Like, well, first of all, the programming was really good. Yeah. Which I always appreciate good programming. Um, I didn't think there were, you know, sometimes I watch these events. I'm like, what the heck are they thinking? Like, it's dangerous or. You know, so it's just a weird event, but I didn't get that from any of them. I felt like all the events really tested something that needed to be tested. I thought some of it felt similar to the Mac, which I appreciated because I wanted a comparison. Like the snatch event is a good example. Like I wanted to see how the 17 year old girls could, or, you know, young women could uh, hold up against Tia and Brooke and, you know, some of these, you know, 
women that have been around longer, but then, you know, you get the variety of events you haven't seen before and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think programming is so important, probably more important this season than ever before, because we are in this new territory of these autonomous and independent events. They get to run themselves obviously like with the help of CrossFit, but have already existed and already know what they're doing and already have their own programmers and people. And we lose what we once had at regionals, which was the consistency of the test across weeks, which argue it whichever way you want. It was boring to some people or not. It was a consistent test. So I just, I'm really glad to see such quality programming across the semifinals because it's, it's new territory. And I think it's working out really well so far. Yeah. And there was nothing boring in this weekend. Like, you know, the competitor, you know, there's always complaints from people. Like I got a lot of emails from people, you know, voicing opinion on the athletes. And I appreciate that. Like everybody has their favorite athlete and, you know, it's like any, sport, which I'm going to put in air quotes that, you know, people think they have it all figured out. So I, you know, it doesn't bug me, but at the same time, like I like to watch the events for what they are, Yeah. you know, and, and see what the individual athletes can do without really comparing them any more than I need to knowing that the games is a completely different experience. Like it's, it's really hard to sit there and go, all right, well, you know, Mal and Emma, the two 17 year olds just are not going to compare at the games when we haven't really seen whether they will or won't. I mean, most people were saying they weren't going to come into this event and, and blow people's doors off. And they proved that completely wrong. LOL. Yeah. (laughs) Who said that you was wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's just, it was an interesting thing. And so like, it really started for me, the very first event in the snatch when, you know, Emma snatched 200 pounds, which at 17 years at any age, that's ridiculous, but you know, you think 17 year old young woman snatching 200 at Mal right next to her snatching 195, you know, just, it was really kind of a mind blowing moment. And I'm like, all right, well, this is the way this weekend's going to go, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Totally. And it, did. and it did, but you know, there's the, for me, it was the kind of the thrill of the live competition and getting to see the little things that you don't really pick up from watching the box score. Like we'll, we'll talk about her a lot here, but Steph Chung, Mm-hmm. who's been on the show a number of times and is one of our besties um, hurt her elbow on, on the snatch event. Yeah. You know? And so now I had that in my mind, like right from the very beginning, oh man, her weekend is going to be far different than she anticipated. And you don't get that from just looking at seeing where people finished. You know, you have to watch that to see it happen. And then you can see the kind of the after effects event over event over event. That's the kind of the thrill of watching, watching this go down. So, yeah, I think Steph's story is my absolute favorite from the weekend. We're, we're obviously starting by talking about the, the women, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and outside of the fact that she's one of my closest friends, so I'm biased, but I, I chatted with her late on Friday. Um, and, you know, she didn't know if she had at the time, if she had strained or sprained or tore or who knows what, but on something, something happened on that 200 pound snatch um, that, that didn't, didn't sit right with that elbow and she was really like, I was impressed at her headspace. Obviously she was upset. It was not the way that she wanted it to go, but we kind of were, were talking through it. And emotionally, the two of us were like, okay, we don't know what it is. You did the best you could with the treatment, you know, with who you had on the sidelines to help you out. So let's sleep on it. Let's wake up on Saturday morning and feel it out. Like she was never, ever, you know, I know that she was thinking in her head, like, do I pull out? Do I make it worse? Do I, whatever. There was never a quit in her though. There was always like, I got to get to this next milestone 
and evaluate. I got to get to this next event. I got to wake up in the morning and see how I feel. I got to go get treated and then see how I feel. And I just, there is no one I know with that much grit. There is no one else I know that can, that can face injury or adversity. And we call her the comeback kid for a reason. If you have not seen her demolish dumbbell overhead walking lunges in the 2018 regional uh, Meridian, like go back and watch the footage. She can pull through, she can dig deep. And I'm just so impressed. And uh, she came in, she came in eighth, you know, fought her way back from that injury, fought her way back from being like in 15th or 12th place over the, the first or second day. And her season is not over. She's going to the last chance qualifier. So I, that is my absolute favorite story from the weekend because I love her. Um, but because it is a, just a testament to the nature of the grit of the athletes in this sport, for sure. Yeah, she the first two events did not help her cause, or she likely would have had a much better chance at um, finishing on the podium. Oh, she I would mean, have been on the podium, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she hurt herself on the snatch, so she lost points there. And then, you know, the very next event were dumb, heavy dumbbell thrusts uh-huh. and running. And then she had, like, 20 minutes in between. Like, she hurt herself, yeah. got taped up, and was like, well, I guess I'm going to keep working out. Like, Yeah, and that's, you know, you could tell, like, from watching – it really impacted them. That was a hard, hard workout. And, you know, the, all of the women and the men too, for that matter, you know, it's just such an unstable movement. You know, you get that, that kettlebell or the dumbbell out of line at all. And it's, you know, I know it's a podcast, you can't see this, but it's carrying out to the right or the left, depending on which one's out of line and just blows up the whole movement. So there were people failing all over the place. And I'm sitting there watching her going, not only is, you know, she having to deal with that, but she's actually injured. Yeah. You know, I, I was worried she wouldn't finish it and would have to withdraw. But to your point, man, she just fought, fought, fought. Uh, how can you not love Steph? If you don't follow her, go follow <laughs> her on Instagram right now. She's just the, she's just the best. Yeah, she looked, she was, she was loved in the, I was on the YouTube chat some, which is chaotic, but she's loved in the chat. Good. Um, you know, people on, you know, the Instagram feeds were, were raving about her. So she certainly loved, she did a great job. Good. That's um. Awesome. We had a, a winner I was not expecting, even a little. Like, I could, like, totally caught, like, I didn't know her prior to the event. Ariel Lowen, like. Yeah, no, definitely. And and we talked about this a little bit when we did the Mac recap, too. But, like, I love when there's names I don't know or people I have to research or, like, right. rookies in the top five. Because that's a testament to, like, what CrossFit is and how you can fall into it and get into a good community and train your way to the top, like, and no one knows who you are until you get there. Like, fresh blood coming through. Get ready. Awesome. Yeah, she she had a, a good first day, you know, like, um, her scores were, you know, she top 10, you know, so she was certainly on the leaderboard and doing well. But, like, you know, at that point, everyone was watching Mal and Emma because they had to done so well in the snatch and so well in event two that everybody's watching them. So I wasn't paying attention to her. I was like everybody else. And then day two rolls around and she dominated Won both events back to back, just crushed them, you know? And, and like comes, you know, it's like a thousand degrees on the field comes walking off, just smiling, like looking like she hadn't done anything. I'm like, Oh, I hate you. Um, I would like to point out that she has like, a two-year-old i think a, a yeah. young daughter so like i'm definitely gonna have this baby and then get like fit enough to go to games for sure all right. make it happen i want to <laughs> see that but yeah it was like it was really cool to see and, like all of a sudden I'm like all right so we got you know we got a new leader which mm-hmm. is uh which is fun to watch and she you know was obviously able to carry it through to 
to the end of day Sunday. So yeah. really, really impressive to see, you know, should be one to one to watch for the games. I, you know, when I looked at the other two, you know, second and third Mal and Emma, that was a really interesting thing to see. Like I followed Emma since she was in uh, the team division. Right. And I went and saw Mal compete last year at the team throwdown in Detroit. So I had a pretty good sense of what both of them could do. They have wildly different approaches to CrossFit. Yeah. And, I'd, and I'd never seen them on the field together like that. And so it was really interesting. It's like Mal is as disciplined as the day is long. She's like a mini Tia. Yeah. That's probably a bad analogy. I feel bad making that comparison, but it's what she, you know, she got that same like kind of stoic approach that I think Tia has like business-like she knows what's next. She's not going to vary. Right. She's she here to do her she's, job. Yeah. She knows where she's going to break. Like the, she leaves nothing to chance. Emma goes for it. Mm. Just straight up goes for it and had a couple of moments where it cost her. And truthfully with a, you know, and this is not a critique of her because she is amazing with a couple of non stumbles or, better time breaks she would have won that event running away mm. she had it won i at the end i was heartbroken because i messaged her dad i love her dad he's like the typical like the, he's just like me if this were my daughter you know he's so proud and he should be yeah. but you know and i was kind of messaging him over the weekend and so i was watching the final event and she was tied for first going yeah. into the final event and she had the lead five meters to go I was literally texting a friend and had text Emma just won the granite games and I didn't send it because I wanted to see her finish and she failed and then failed again and failed again and failed again. And Ariel passed her and beat her. And I was heartbroken for this girl. I was like, oh. but you know, she fit, look, she finished third at 17. She's going to go to the games and look good. She's going to do really good. Dang. So. Terminators, yeah. this next round of kids that's coming up through CrossFit, they're not human. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, I, and you know, I I didn't mean to take anything away from Mal by saying she's disciplined. Like she went out on event two and crushed that field. It was like she was just on a completely different game than what everybody else was playing. She has one speed and it's full. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> Everyone always says, like, you know, is Haley Adams the next Tia? You know, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, is Mal the next Haley? Yeah. Too? Or well, are, they both, are they both just gunning for Tia at this point? I don't know. I'm dying to see Haley and these two on a field together because they all have that same engine where they just go all out. They don't know when to stop. Like, they just go. They you know? did. I'm going to sound like I didn't do my research, but I'm pretty sure they competed against each other as teams, right? Uh, probably it wouldn't shock me. I mean, like, you know, you know, I have to go back and look if they're, they were in different divisions or whatnot, but I mean, I've watched them compete as teens. They are such different athletes now than they were even two years ago. It's like, that's, what's really interesting to me watching teen athletes of how fast they develop and get good at the sport and learn skills. Like, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but those of us that are masters, I remember it took me a year to learn double unders, you know, like these, these teens, you just hand them something. They go, all right, this is how it's done. Okay, boom, done. And they have it figured out. And then they just practice yeah. it. They're really, really good at it. Where the rest of us, it takes forever, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just crazy impressive to watch. Yeah. Um, I tell you who else was impressive was uh, Pacelli. She, I had her in my top five this whole time. You did. You absolutely yeah. did. That girl is 
off. She is strong. Is mm-hmm. what she is. is. She was one. Um, she had a few moments where she struggled. Uh, she did in others where she was great, but she really, really battled to get back into that top five. Like, yeah. It was impressive um, to see her fight away. And then uh, Carolyn Connors came in fifth. There's another one I didn't see coming, but, you know, she was a 30-point difference between her and Nicole McGinney, I think is how it's pronounced. And um, that moment at the end was really, really touching because when they called her name, like, she's broke down, you know. And that's something I just, again, I love about live competition is – you know, you watch people get their first invite to the games and they've put in all this hard work. Like I, I only relate to, I don't have any experience with like competing, but I know what it's like to hit a goal that you've, you know, you strive for. Like when I ran a marathon the first time, I never dreamed I could do it. And when I crossed the finish line, I just broke down and I wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? Like I crossed the line, I'm like, and I just started crying and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, but it's like, you reach this goal you think is unattainable. And it was the same thing watching her when they called her name, like she just lost it. Mm. And it was really, really touching this week. So I'm so excited for her. She'll, she'll do well. Very cool. Very good competitor. And then the only other one that, um, I don't want to say it's surprising. Oh, it was surprising. Like I thought Chrissy Aramo finished seventh. And I thought, I honestly had her in my top five. I thought it almost up to the very end, she would. She did great. It's a tough competition um, on both sides, and particularly the women's side. And she made the last chance qualifier, so she could certainly still qualify. Um, she's such a great competitor, though. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I was surprised. I actually had her winning it in my top five. Um, and I don't think that is a negative mark on her at all. I think it's just a showcase of how deep the women's field is now and how we can't count out newcomers. We can't count out the teens that are up and coming. You can't, you can't, it's just not, it's just not the names we've always known and loved. Like there's a lot of shakeup. And I think that this past year has allowed for people to get good at this stuff. And that's cool. I like the competition. I like the drive that everyone's putting in. And so, and I'm really glad that, that Christy's not out because um, the last chance qualifier means that her season's not over and she still gets to fight. I think that for athletes like her and like staff, that's really important. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. It was the, the women, both sides were great, but the women's side was fun to watch. Yeah. And I am really excited to see it. Cause I've had a lot of messages from people around the teens going, Oh, well, they won't do as well at the games. I'm like, all right, let's wait. And see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see how they do. Like, and you know, there is the the aspect of the games is a longer event and it's different programming. Yeah. And a lot of people have, you know, said, said to me, well, this programming was so, or the competition at this event was not as good as the level of competition at the Mac. And I'm like, I'm not sure I agree with that. The competition at the Mac clearly you had Tia. So, you know, you subtract her though. Right. I want to see Mal go against Brooke. Brooke, and yeah. this thing not taking anything away from Brooke because Brooke's brilliant, but I don't know. Like I've seen a lot of people compete, and I'm pretty convinced that Emma and Mal can go in there and and be real close. Yeah, I so, definitely would not bet against them at this point for sure. So we shall see. Uh, men's side. How be, excited are you? Be a proud oh, dad for a second. Can you please though? Come <laughs> on. Oh, my boy Saxon Panchuk. Uh, so I I made fun of him. He he played small ball. Like it's like baseball. Like he just got hits. Never swung for the fences. Yep. Just got on base all weekend long. 
Now I will say he did, he had a 295 pound snatch and that kid weighs 175 pounds soaking wet. Oh, <laughs> so, like, and he made it look easy. I'm positive. He had 305 in him positive, but you know, he, he doesn't swing for the fences. He knew he could hit 295, hit it easy, took his top five event and moved on to the next thing. And he did that all weekend long, just top five, top five, top five, top five, all the way to the end when he wanted Mr. Consistency. It's like he learned it from mm. his brother. I can't imagine where he learned that. Oh, but. wild. Good for him. Yeah. And what it did show though, you know, and I think some people will criticize that and I think it's, it's okay to say, well, you know, you don't have any event wins. So, you know, is that a weird thing? I look at it and go, that's the mark of someone who would do really well at the games in a sure. long event. Like what kills people at the games is that one event where you finish 35th. Right, right, right. Or having like one big hole in your game for yeah. sure. Yeah. When you can finish consistently in the top 10, you got a shot at podium. It's 100%. Re- really that simple. And so yeah. this is a, it's going to be a good year for him. And that, I think that's what he showed this weekend. He doesn't have really any flaws in his game. He's not no. going to be an event winner. He's not going to be a Matt Frazier that you're all right. He's probably going to win, you know, out of 10 events, he's going to win eight. He's not sure, going to do that. He's not in the lead by 500 points, but you don't need to be to get on the podium. Yeah. He just, he is incredibly well-rounded, which, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I've learned to not doubt him, but you know, you look at him and go, God, he weighs 175 pounds. How's he going to tote this 150 pound med ball around and step ups. And he's, he's just, like, watch me. <laughs> yeah. It's really ridiculous. It's really yeah. ridiculous. So, um, great to see. And then Chandler, you know, doing oh, what so Chandler does happy for him. Oh my God. How, how hard has he been fighting just year over year, season over season to become better and to get back to games and to be a good representative of the sport. Like I just, he just warms my heart. I'm so happy to see his success here. Yeah, his his weekend was interesting to me. He had moments where he was the class of the field. You know, mm-hmm. you could just see it. Like that last event was one, you know, in the snatch, he looks so comfortable. And, you know, lifting has never been, this is not, again, not a slight to Chandler, but I think it's been kind of known that his tech, technique-wise, he's never yeah. been known as the most technical lifter, right? Sure. And he looked great. You could tell he's been working on his lifting, you yeah. know? And even like he had that swagger, he had, you know, he's over 300 pounds on the snatch and he just see like, looked at the cameraman, like, yeah, look at what I did, you know? Yeah, what's up? And then he had a few moments where I think he performed at a, at a level lower than I thought he would. And I think maybe even lower than he thought he would, you know, but he just kept battling, just yep. battle, 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 much like the others and, and found himself in second, you know, and, and he could go win the games again, really, oh, sure. really, really consistent weekend you know kind of no quitting him i think style points lended some power to the men this weekend yeah the men out there because his hair looks good Uh, yeah he's got that blonde hair and the earrings i like it i like like it it. i like he got out of the army and he was like finally i can have fun (laughs) yeah that's a a big big upgrade i think it looked good i tell you what if i look like chandler i would never wear a shirt oh i would I would go to the mall shirtless. I'd go to the grocery store. I'd just be um, walking around yeah. all sweaty and, and buff. But like extra baggy <laughs> pants. Exactly. Aww. 
Exactly. Sorry, it was a small calf joke, but I do. Yes. Chandler, we love you. Oh, speaking of good. speaking of style points, I think that just ginger energy brought Tim Paulson up to third place. Tim had a really good week. There were a lot of workouts I thought that uh, leaned toward his strength, and he has a lot of strengths, but there were really? some that didn't. You know, and he he battled through the ones that didn't and crushed where he needed to crush. Like I, that's the one thing I really appreciated him when he needed to win and the things he was good at, destroyed it mm-hmm. and showed what he's capable of. And in the events where, um, it probably doesn't lend to his strength, he didn't let it damage him too bad. And that's this that's how you get on the podium. Like if you have something that's a weakness, just don't let it kill you. Damage control for yeah. sure, for sure. I'm always impressed when, when I know what people have going on in life. And we talked about this a lot um, when we were recapping the Mac with Travis Mayer and his four kids and newborn at home, Tim still got that, that little baby boy at home and he's yeah. dealing with, you know, figuring out how to have a family and team. No sleep is very, very real. So I hear. Um, and so I'm, I'm just extra impressed. I, I would be impressed with him always. We're huge fans of him on the show, obviously. And the whole family Mama and Papa Paulson, we are big uh, fans of, obviously. Texting the dad all weekend. We're going to work uh, out Madison together. Um, yeah, Tim, actually, the interesting thing about his weekend, it was so good. He was two events away from winning that thing. So he, hmm. he went for it on event one. He, and he said to me, he let his balls get in the way. It's exactly what he goes. He goes, I let my balls get in the way, and I went for 305 when I should have gone for 295. All know? right. All and right. He, he missed his lift, and it cost him points, you yeah. know? And then he had, I forget which event it was, but it was one where they had the ring muscle ups and he got no repped. Um, he says he shouldn't have got no repped. I have not reviewed the video, so I'm not going to dispute his side of the story, but I'm not well, being the judge either. He said, he said he didn't think so, but he was also like judges call. So yeah. let's, let's go with it. You know? Yeah. So let's just, let's just go with the judges, right. For the sake of this argument. The thing about those rings for this event is that it was super windy out there and they're high rings. So you can't just reach up and touch them. So it took, you know, it was like a two minute window it was a buy-in to the rest of the workout and you got to get this work done to do the rest of the work. Right. And the rings are swinging and you, and so it took him, you know, 20, 30 seconds to get the rings to get to the rings because they're moving around, you know, it cost him a lot of time and cost him points. Yeah. You know, and he went into the last event, he was only 11 points behind Saxon. Yeah. So he absolutely had a shot at first. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so on the guy's side because only like not that much separated him from Roy Gamboa. Yeah. Yeah. They were that whole group, to, you know, like the, the final three were all within actually what I have had in my notes. So really the final four were all within, you know, six to 10 points of each other. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it was, it was really close and Gamboa did great. How about Roy? Like, how about all that experience? I mean, he's 34 years old. Like, you know, he's about to be competing with Dem Masters and and coming in fourth. I mean, I just think, I think it's like, it's cool to see the newcomers, the up and coming athletes, the teens. And then there's friggin' Roy Gamboa, who's been doing this forever and just like waltzed in. Like, let me show you what a veteran can do too. I think that's badass. You you make it sound like he's a thousand. He's he's a thousand. 1,034 years old. I know. He's, he's still 15 years younger than me. And you're like, oh, my God, he can barely walk. It was so he's, impressive he was out there. He escaped from the crypt to <laughs> do this competition. No, I mean, he's not old. 
you know, in, overall, just for the sport of CrossFit, when you're competing against 17, 18 year olds, that's tough, tough to hang. Yeah. He had a, he had a very consistent weekend. I, you know, I hate to say he flew under the radar, but he wasn't the focus of the competition, but he got in the top five, if that makes yeah. sense. The, the focus of the competition were the big splashes, which was the person who finished in fifth, which was Colton Mertens. The, the, there tends to be a mullet in every competition now has to be at least one i'm telling you style points got the guys extra points this weekend well he had it going on and then he did back to back to back event wins which got everyone's attention everyone's he finished like 20th in the snatch event and so he's like way down the leaderboard and then he went boom 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 three in a row and everybody's like, what the hell just happened? Ooh, and, was that right? <laughs> and, and in event two, he won it running away. Like it uh-huh. wasn't, it was like, again, it was kind of like watching Mal on the women's side. He won it by so much. Everybody's like, what is he doing? Like, how, right. how is he going to hold this pace? And he just never stopped, you know? Yeah. No, he's an animal. You know, I first met him at Wadapalooza a couple of years ago and did a couple of uh, interviews after he had won some events down there. And I remember thinking that like, he just looked like he was built for this. Oh, he you know is I mean? built like, for this. Yeah. He's the right height. He's yeah. the right, like leg size. He's all like, the things physically and mentally. Like he just, he was always so positive about everything. And I was like, this kid's got some serious, some serious drive. I'm very excited to see how, how things shake out for him. When you change up the structure, like you said, John, like games is a longer competition, there's a lot more involved. I've never seen him outside of anything like a two or three day comp, like a lot of or like a semifinal. So that, that will be the next test. And I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah. He had some interesting moments where I thought with maybe, and I'm not judging his coaching or anything, but I thought if he had made some different decisions, he might've had some different outcomes. And it's very likely because he is so talented that he made these decisions. So he had one right at the end, they were doing, uh, med ball to the shoulder. It was like 150 pound med ball, right? To put it in perspective, Chandler, Saxon were both throwing it over their shoulder and turning around and picking up and tossing it. This kid did touch and goes. Hmm. Literally holding the ball like a baby would just bend down, tap it on the ground and then stand it up to his shoulder and was doing them in half the time as everybody else on the first round. On the first round. And blew himself up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I'm watching it going, man, like, first of all, really smart move on his part to pick up a lot of time because he'd lost some time earlier in that same workout. And so he's able to make up a lot of ground, but it really cost him. I'm like, if he can like start piecing some of those little things together, you know, figure out where his brakes should be. Yeah. He's got a, because he has a, he has one speed and it's really fast (laughs) and really hard. (laughs) And, you know, with just a couple of tweaks, like this is a guy can go out and shock people at the games. Like he's talented. He's real talented. So now I am unfamiliar with the guys who came in sixth, seventh and eighth for the last chance qualifier. So that's Nick Matthew, Taylor Self and Austin Spencer. And I am impressed that there are guys that I'm unfamiliar with who beat out other names who I was expecting to maybe take those spots. Yeah. Like Drew Wayman, like Scott Tetlow, like Jake Marconi, Street Horners down there too, Mitch Wagner, like all those guys that I've watched compete. And I thought to myself, any one of these dudes could be in in one of those last chance qualifier spots. And and here we are, new new names, more more new people. 
Yeah, I wasn't familiar with them either. Nick and Taylor were, you know, Nick was within three points of fifth. Taylor was, was within six points. Uh, Nick also wins style points because they had a crop top on day one. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I'm telling yes. you. People love the crop top. I got so many people, please do a meme on the guy on the crop top. So, of course, <laughs> I messaged Granite Games. Can you guys get me a photo? And they did. <laughs> Very nice of them. Thank you, Granite Games. Thank you for sending me the photo. Um, but, you know, again, like to your point, like I didn't know any of these people. And so it was fun to kind of get acquainted with new people, see, what, see how talented they are. And it wasn't a fluke. Like you could tell. Yeah. Like I'll give you an example. So Drew uh, Waymans is one we've talked about before. Yep. He's been on the podium in sanctionals. Like he's a no, he's trained with Amanda Barnhart. Like he's a solid competitor and he looked, you know, he looked super fit and did a really nice job, but you know, it wasn't like Nick came out there and just find himself all of a sudden doing well, like he was talented. And so yeah. was Taylor. And, you know, so this was a tough field on the men's side. This was, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us looked at it and go, all right, well, you know, Saxon, Tim and Chandler should be the top three and they were, but by the same token, I think all these men that finished fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth would have done just as well at the Mac or they would do just as well at West coast classic. It's not a fluke that they were where they were. This wasn't a weak field. This was a good field. Totally. Totally. And to your original point too, solid programming, well-rounded tests. Like I'm, I'm very glad to see the people who are making it really making it. Um, yep. and you know, more bigger and different testing to come. Yeah. The only thing I'll add about the weekend competition wise, uh, was teams. I watched it all. I'm not commenting on it. It was too chaotic for me. <laughs> I cannot follow so many teams. People, so many people out on the field to play at once. Oh, uh, people get so mad. People message me all day. What about teams? You didn't do an update on teams. I'm like, yeah, I watch teams. I can't follow it. It's too crazy. <laughs> My ADD is going nuts. And it's just, oh, it's just off the charts. It's too much for me. I know. Apologies to the people who say we don't cover teams and apologies also to the people who are complaining that we didn't cover uh, Torian or Fittis in Cape Town. Morning Chalk Up has great recaps. Go read them. Yeah. Teams is weird for me. And this is no offense to the people that are on teams. Like I love the, I have a lot of friends that do teams. It is compared to watching the individuals. It feels far more amateur to me, probably because it is like, you know, a lot of these are, these are just gems putting together teams and competing. They're not all, Froning's team. Yeah, no, you're right. You're totally right. So there is some like excitement and beauty in watching that because it's like watching your buddies work out, but I'm not going to report on it. Like I don't talk about my buddies working out. I do. I do love the fact that we're back to the affiliate cup. I, that has a special place in my heart. And I know that there's a lot of people who argue against it and who really liked super teams and who thought that that lended something else to the sport. But the team competition to me is a true reflection of what we are able to do in the affiliates, boots on the ground every day. Like you said, a lot of those team athletes are coaches or gym owners or just regular real life people who are insanely fit. Um, so I'm super impressed by them. And, and yeah, it feels different when you're not watching um, Rich Running and team, but um, but that is not a knock on them. I, I appreciate them for, for what they're doing. I just, yeah. I tell you what I do like about the team's event. It's the same thing I liked. Um, on the women's side, I mentioned earlier is that when the teams qualify, it's super fun to watch them qualify. Yeah, it's cool. Because, like you know, this, these are kind of your everyday, you know, they're all fitter than me, but they're still everyday Joe athletes. Yeah. They're not, you know, these are not 
you know, elite games athletes, your teams athletes. And when they qualify, they're like so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited for them. Like, it's really, really a cool moment. I love it. Yeah, and they put and they work their butts off. Oh, like, I sound like I'm critiquing them, and I certainly don't intend any offense to anyone on a team. Like they work their butts off, and they earned it, and it's fun to watch people get what they earned. You know, so I like that. Yeah. Hey, can I give a little preview of what's going down next week? Let's do it. All right, so week three of semifinals is coming up, and there are three events uh, not in North America. So for the first time, not in our backyard, if you will. So there's two in Europe. There's the Lowlands Throwdown um, in the Netherlands. There's the CrossFit German Throwdown as well. And then there's one in South America that is the Brazil CrossFit Championship. And these are all virtual events now, unfortunately. They were going to be in person. And then obviously COVID is still a thing differently in different parts of the world. So these are all going to be virtual events. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be ways to track the action. So stand by for more information on that. Well. I'll watch it if I can. I don't know what time zones those guys are in, but I'll watch what I can. Cool. Um, I will say watching this weekend, um, I hate to call it a disappointment because it wasn't disappointing, but it, there were not many people there. And I know for oh. a number of reasons, first of all, it's hot as balls in Minnesota and those guys can't handle it. <laughs> that was part of it. We couldn't handle it in Ohio either, but you know, it's crazy hot. You know, they just re- relaxed their COVID restrictions like the rest of us. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people not willing to do that. And we're on the tail end of a pandemic where people don't have a lot of money. So, you know, all of that combined hurts the attendance on these. But it does make me a little nervous for the future of live events. Um, hopefully that'll pass and we'll get back to, you know, having lots of people and, you know. Yeah, I kind of have the opposite. Like to me, like every couple hundred people you get in there is like more than I originally thought we're gonna get there so it kind of gives me hope for live events um but i also like you know it's it's brand new like especially new england we're still a little bit like conservative with like you know mask wearing and things like that so to me when i start seeing people gather i'm like oh look at us getting back to real life um so i agree it's a bummer that there weren't you know a ton of people the way that there once were but i i have high hopes and high hopes for games too that you know more people will come out and feel more comfortable and all that good stuff yeah, I'm certainly not complaining about being maskless or, you know, and, and I know they'll come back out. Like, we're in a lucky position here right now where we've got more of that freedom where, you know, these international events are still yeah. going to go virtual, you know, so fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll get it fixed and by games, we'll, we'll all be hugging again. Yeah. <laughs> Bring on the hug. Oh, I can't wait. Games is going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Bean is sitting here being a jerk. Bean has his own Instagram. Oh, yeah. Shout out that Instagram because it's the cutest thing I've seen. All Shout day. out to at Bean the Grumpy Cat, which is the most perfect name he needed because he is a total grump. Um, my goal is to get him more followers than O'Roy. Oh, the- my God. Yeah, it's got to happen. I got to put O'Roy in his place. He thinks he's famous now, and I need to at least have a cat that's got more followers than him. That's my goal. Hmm. So. Well, I mean, he's going to have to, being a grumpy cat is going to have to uh, interact with people as sharply as old Roy does. <laughs> he probably will. He probably will. Extra grumpiness, please. Extra grumpiness. All right. Well, Nick, it's been fun. I wish you, uh, I'm glad you had fun at the wedding, but yeah. I would love to see you on the sidelines. We have West Coast Classic in like two weeks, right? I'm so excited. I heard it's going to be like 110 degrees in Vegas. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. You know what they oh. say? 
I don't know. They've got air conditioning <laughs> in Vegas. It's not going to be outside on a football field like it was. Is that true? No, 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 no. I think it's going to be indoors. We're going to be air conditioned and totally fine. And then we can just go to the pool after. I know. I get to wear my thong. It's going to be fantastic. I'm also going to wear my thong. Are you sweet? Wait, I'm not kidding. I have brand new bikini for this event. I'm bellies out. I worked out in in shorts in a sports bra today at the gym. I give zero Fs. I wish I had, I wish I had pregnant woman energy. Yeah, I do. I do. I do not have it right now. I'm like squarely in. All right. Everything that goes inside my body food wise. I'm like counting every macro and calorie oh. and it's like driving oh. nuts. I'm the I complete opposite. I told Matt the other day, I've never been so like free with my own nakedness ever, <laughs> even <laughs> just like around my house because I, it's so weird and it doesn't feel like my body. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Who wants to see it? <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Well, everybody show up to West Coast Classic. You'll get to see Nikki Slong. So that's very exciting. Hey. There you go. We'll get a second photo together. We'll use that as our, our new Instagram image. Amazing. Like for the next year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun as always. Uh, for everyone listening, thanks for joining and we will chat with you guys soon.